Welcome, and thanks for listening to Cherry Beckert's Government and Public Sector Podcast Series. In each episode, we hear from the best in the business on the latest challenges, trends, and opportunities affecting the government and public sector. I'm Christian Fjellgraf, leader of Cherry Beckert's Government and Public Sector Industry Team. I hope you enjoy, and thank you for joining us. Hello, and welcome to Cherry Beckert's Government and Public Sector Podcast Series. As the first in our mini-series about grants management, this episode will be about how to build a successful grant budget. I'm Kimberly Konzak, and I work with the Grants Management and Indirect Cost Team here at Cherry Beckert. I've been working in local government for the last 13 years and have a great passion for serving the public sector. I've been working in the grant space focusing on indirect costs for the last four years and have now broadened to general grants management, including grants management software. And I am an official grants enthusiast now. I have the grants management body of knowledge training guide within arm's reach and can't tell you how many times I have to pick it up and reference it and could probably take the training course another dozen times and still not know everything there is about it is about it, which is why I'm so excited to be working with two individuals that I'm about to introduce to you. Uh, They share the same service mentality and passion for making a difference as I do. So with that, Shua Jung and Kat Kizier, I will turn it over to you, Shua. So I am the uh, Grant Management Service Line Leader here at Terry Becker. I am very happy to be here and share all our knowledge. And my name is Kat Kizier, and I am also under the grant management umbrella with Shua, and I am a senior advisory associate here. Great. So I know both of you have worked for nonprofit and local and state government in the past. So why Cherry Beckert versus your past experience? So... I, I do enjoy uh, working with Chair Becker because I am able to work with so many uh, professionals. Uh, not only they are rounded in uh, grant management, they also have their own special expertise. We have I've worked with um, uh, indirect cost um, ex, uh, expert, and I work with um, auditors and uh, system uh, system engineers and. Um, This is the first time I got a chance to have that deep relationship with people with such um, broad expertise. That's awesome. Yeah, what about you, Kat? So I have 20 plus years in accounting and grants management experience from working with state and local government and also nonprofit healthcare organizations as well. Uh, I have always enjoyed working with those organizations, but just recently I decided that I wanted to help others. I felt like I had a really deep knowledge base and I would answer a lot of questions, but I wasn't allowed to, you know, not allowed, but I couldn't do that for um, everyone, for anyone in the grants field that really could uh, learn from what I know. So I got the opportunity to work with Cherry Beckard on a consultant type advisory basis, and it's really become a passion to be able to get out there and speak with all the grants management or any accounting communities out there and give them the information and the knowledge they need to know about grants. 
Yeah, and like I mentioned earlier, I am still learning. There is so much to learn, so I'm really excited to be doing this podcast with the two of you. Um, and with that, let me ask you, um, let's get to the subject at hand here. What is a grant budget, and why do grant budgets even matter? Kat? So to answer the question, what is a grant budget? Uh, it is a financial plan, and it'll outline the estimated income and expenses. Now, keep in mind, especially for the accounting people out there, it's not like a organizational operations budget where you're encompassing all of the revenues and expenses for your organization or your entity. A grant budget focuses on costs that are specific to the program or project for which, which you are seeking funding. So basically, you're going to include income, you're going to include personnel costs, and it's again, it's dependent on the grant, but personnel costs such as uh, direct or indirect salaries and fringe benefits, and also in your budget, you're going to include non-personnel costs associated with that grant funding or that program that you are actually going to incorporate when you start the grant. So that's overhead, uh, equipment, that's any supplies that are, again, directly or indirectly associated with your grant funding. So as I was doing research and some content development for our podcast, I came across this statistic that over 90% of grant applications require a budget. And, and, and that made me pause for a minute. And I had to think and put into perspective of the actual overall importance of a grant budget when 90% of them have to be included in an application. And Shu, what do you think about that? Yeah, I definitely agree with you. 90% is, I'm not surprised. Um, basically, it is super important to have a right budget because basically budget is your roadmap of managing that entire grant. Um, you will um, follow your roadmap and your donor will use that roadmap to evaluate how well you're doing during the grant period. So often, uh, we have seen a lot of challenges uh, people are facing during managing their grants. A lot of them are caused by not having a well-thought-out budget. Some lines were uh, over-budgeted, some lines were under-budgeted, and there might be some missing items that definitely uh, important for you running a grant, but they were not there, therefore you couldn't charge it, but you're still incurring it and therefore incur loss for your organization. Um, and also budget is basically how you present yourself to the donor during the grant application. If you present a logical and well-written grant budget, it shows that your organization has that strong financial management and has this commitment to make sure um, you can use the fund efficiently. Uh, a lot of times, as we know, the funding we receive are essentially taxpayer dollars and our donors definitely would like that commitment. Wow, so basically, if you have a well-rounded budget during the application process, you are more likely to receive the award. Um, so clearly, really important. So how do you even begin? Like, what do you guys think? That's a great question. So um, usually, if you are not very experienced with budget building, uh, you probably will 
ask donor what is our upper limit <laughs> of the budget, and then you will just work off that total number. However, we definitely recommend that you start with asking the donor if they have a preferred template. Um, these days, most of the donor have their way of uh, managing and evaluating your application. So uh, asking for that template upfront will definitely save your time. You don't need to rework afterwards, right, to fit your own template into a donor's template, which may or may not be uh, in the same line of structure. Um, also, you definitely want to ask the donor, how will they evaluate your application? Um, will they see that if you put a lot of subrecipient in your budget, um, that means you are passing down a lot of dollar amount to the local community, therefore raising your uh, evaluation point, or in this grant application is not one of the things they actually look at. Will they require you to put in some funding, like co-funding or match, right? Some of the donor will tell you upfront, um, we do not require match, therefore it's not part of the evaluation. So knowing that can potentially save you a lot of um, organizational resources. The third one I want to mention is you want to talk to the donor to see what are the expense categories they may not want to sponsor. Uh, I see a lot of um, budget application a sponsor, the donor just say, we won't sponsor a uh, purchase of equipment. So you definitely want to know that ahead of time to make sure your budget is well thought of. So the second little... point. Oh, sorry, sure. Oh, <laughs> oh no problem. Yes. Um, so the second thing you definitely want to consider is you want to know your own organizational capacity. If you were to uh, take on a million dollar grant, do you have enough people in your grant department to shoulder all the responsibilities? And do you have enough staff in your finance department to process all the vouchers that might uh, really add their admin burden? So uh, knowing what's possible and what you may need to do in the future definitely help you with your budget as well. Um, at the end of the day, you want to create a budget that is logical uh, and also not creating uh, financial challenges for the organization. So you want to consider you may have a ramp up phase in the beginning. Um, you may not have all your staff in place. Therefore, you probably want to budget uh, slightly less of a level of effort for your um, startup staff. And you want to consider there is a closeout period where you don't necessarily want to put all your equipment purchase and supply purchase at the end of the period. So your entire budget should look like a bell curve in terms of the spending. And you definitely want to build in inflation for the purchases and the cost of living adjustment for your staff. That's helpful. Well, and you're talking about going to the donor, you know, you've received some sort of notification of funding or award, um, and it has a lot of the information in that, but some of these little nuances with specific to the budget, are donors typically open to questions like that? Can you just call them up and say, hey, I need clarification? <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Um, so the donors are um, usually 
welcome those questions in the information session. Um, they would tell you clearly what is not necessary in your application and what are the things that you can put in but may or may not be evaluated and what are the things that definitely needs to be there. And if you do not budget those items, you are disqualified. Okay. So Kat, what steps do you follow to ensure you have built a comprehensive budget in your past life? Yeah, in my past life, <laughs> I did a lot of pre and post award grant work, um, state, local and nonprofit, as I stated. So I did create a six step guide that I follow to ensure that I am the I can create the most accurate and comprehensive budget possible. So I'm going to share this with everyone here and hopefully uh, you can use it as steps to guide you as well. So number one, compliance is key. You have to ensure there is a system of grant management internal controls in place for your grant funding. If this is your first grant funding, it's very possible that you have no grant management internal controls. So you definitely have to set up those controls and make sure that your organization can stay compliant with the grant. Even if you do already have grant controls in place, this particular funding or a new funding that you're getting might not exactly follow the same specifications of other grants. They might be a little bit different. You might have to go through and revise some of your actual internal controls, add internal controls if necessary. Some grants are um, cybersecurity, something like that, that you may not have, and you have to add cybersecurity to that. You have to have internal controls over that. You want to demonstrate that you are going to use these funds sensibly and prudently. Two big words are prudently you'll see in the 2 CFR 200, the um, Code of Federal Regulations. You want to make sure it's in a way that is careful and you're avoiding risks. So your internal control procedures will ensure that you took reasonable steps to follow their grant requirements. Number two, be a know-it-all. Understand the grantor's requirements thoroughly. You need to understand what's in uniform guidance to CFR 200 and what your uh, federal requirements are and what requirements they have, and maybe for state grants as well. Uh, you also can use uniform guidance for specific agency guidance as well. You need to really, really know your grant terms and conditions. It's important for building your budget. You, Like we spoke before, you do not want unallowable costs in your budget. You want to know what you can and cannot put in there. You also need to know your state statutes and know what what you can and cannot do within your state and your entity as well. And then one other good resource, using your grantor, like we said, give them a call. Uh, generally, the websites that they have have wonderful training programs and wonderful documentation that can provide you guidance. So you want to know all of that. You want to go through all of that and your uniform guidance will kind of tie everything together for you. So all your requirements that you may need, the uniform guidance is going to tell you how to use those requirements as you go through your grant and as you're putting your budget together. And it's going to tell you the cost principles that you'll need to follow for that budget. So you want to know specifically what's allowable and unallowable. That's that's a big big item that you need to know. Like I said, 
don't include on allowable costs in your budget in your budget because if you do, it's going to show that you did not take reasonable care when you were creating that budget and you didn't follow guidance. Number three, embrace the team. So you have to estimate costs to do this grant budget. It's something that's coming up. It hasn't actually happened. And you want to make sure those costs are as realistic as possible. There are direct costs in there. There's indirect costs and hidden costs that are included in your budget. Who can you go to to find out exactly what those costs are going to be? Will they, is it something that maybe you in particular would not think would be in that grant budget? For example, let's say you're applying for a three-year concurrent grant. Did you consider in your budget for your, your budget for your grant application that there will be salary increases over those three years? How do you know if, what those salary increases will be, if they will occur, well, you got to talk to your finance department. If you're the finance person, that's great. If you're the grant administrator, you've got to communicate, have to have good communication with finance. Find out what types of costs those would be. Well, how will it affect fringe benefits? How will it affect your actual costs? And make sure that you appropriately pin those costs into your budget for the correct amounts so you're not under budgeting. Um, DOJ grant, let's take that one for an example. You will probably need to talk to a department head because you may not work in the, you know, the, any of, on any DOJ grants. You may not work with uh, someone like a com attorney's office or you may not work with a sheriff's office that would use a DOJ grant, but you may be an administrator for that. So you can go to your department heads, you can have specialty staff, and you can talk to other folks as well, maybe in other uh, organizations that have had a grant like this in the past that can tell you what kind of costs you need to carry that program. So make sure you have that team, a nice strong team underneath you. It's finance, budget, department head, project head, folks that have worked these types of projects before. And as working as a team, you can encompass all of the costs and make your budget as realistic as possible. Number four, keep it solid, solid as a rock. You want to show the grantor in your budget precisely what that grant will cover. Realistic, specific, that your estimates are as accurate as you can possibly make them. So when you format this budget, each section should be in an outline type of form. And you should list your items and list your costs. You have major headings and majors and subheadings to go with those as far as formatting goes. And then you make sure you subtotal each component and do a grand total at the end. So you want to subtotal your direct, your indirect, your different costs. If you have equipment, you want to subtotal that and then come up with that grand total. So to go along with this, we have budget narratives. So even when you do your regular budget and you're, you're plugging and chugging numbers, you still have to write a narrative to tell your funder, your grantor, exactly what all these costs mean and how you came up with them. You have to justify each one of those. So it's very important that as you go through, you think in your head, well, I, th I know that I can um, justify this cost and I'm going to write this up. So here's a, here's a little trick for you. 
When you write your budget, write your narrative last. It's an essential part, but after you have it all down on paper, you can look at it and you can go back and make sure that you align with those numbers. You're also going to need that budget when you're making your proposal and you want to align it with your proposal as well. So play the match game. Basically what I just talked about, compare your budget to your grant narrative. Uh, make sure it's as clear as possible. It's transparent. So you want to make sure you, they, they can look at that and they're going to see everything that you want to tell them. They can make any assumptions and judgments and they'll be clear, clear as day, written right up there for you. Uh, you want to explain how your costs directly relate to your grant program object, objective. And when you write your narrative, um, you have your budget and it's much easier to figure that out. And then the last one is don't make a rookie mistake. So whether it's your first time writing your grant budget or it's the hundredth time you're writing your grant budget, check your work. Go back, make sure that your all your zeros are, are what they're supposed to be. You don't have too many zeros in there. Make sure that um, your grant is complete, your calculations are complete, your Balance is what you want it to be and what it's supposed to be. Um, have a second set of eyes on that if you can. Someone who really understands the grant would be great. If not, at least someone who can double check and make sure you don't have any errors. So when your budget is complete, you want your grantor to look at it and know exactly what your plan is, how you're going to carry it out, and how much you expect it to cost you. Wow, Kat, that is great. I love your six-step guide. Um, it's very comprehensive, and it just makes me think of um, how much there is to grant readiness. Um, and this is only just a piece of it talking about the budget, but how much does just the budget alone impact other departments like finance and how important it is to just be generally grant ready? Exactly. Um, and so on top of that, if you're putting your budget together and you f you are having a really hard time and it's just the, the, the requirements are so difficult, you don't know where to start and, and you don't know where to find your information. And the more you put it together, the more you see your costs growing and growing and growing. You have to ask yourself, can my organization actually sustain this project? Because your costs are growing and you have to prove that you can you can actually keep this program funded and going with what you have. So sometimes when you're doing your grant budget, you can look at that and go, you know what? I don't know if this is worth it. I don't know if we yeah. can afford this. I don't know how our entity can go forward yeah, with the cost that this is going to take. So make sure as you go through your grant budget, you're analyzing it yourself and thinking about your entire organization and sustainability. Yeah, yeah definitely. That's a good point. Yeah, and also often when you're doing one budget, essentially you need to look at a couple budget at the same time uh, right. to make sure that it's uh, inconsistent with your organizational goal and you are not running... Uh, completely out of the funding when the current grant ends and your program can can be sustained in some way. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah, in my experience in indirect costs, sustainability is such a major component of that, because if you don't know what your indirect cost is, then you may not have a sustainable program, um, which we're definitely going to do a deeper dive into um, in our next episode. We're going to talk about direct and indirect costs and um, how to best understand them and differentiate them. Um, so just one last question for you both. Um, if listeners only remember one thing from this podcast, what would that be? I would say when you're doing a budget, use your best practices and use guidance to produce the strongest budget that you possibly can to demonstrate to that grantor or funder or donor that you really understand this funding program and the cost and the grant compliance because they want to make sure before they give you that award that you have that you absolutely can sustain that program yeah yeah for um from my side i would say running a grant is definitely not a one-person job it is a collaboration so we're building the budget talk to all your teammates Talk to your finance department, talk to your purchasing department, talk to anybody that budget might have an impact. Um, That is super important to make your budget realistic. Well, thank you so much, Kat and Shua, for sharing your your brilliant wisdom here with us today. Just to pass along email addresses, if there are any follow-up questions that our listeners have, I can be reached at Kimberly.Konzak at CBH.com. Shua can be reached at Shua.Jung at CBH.com. And Kat can be reached at Kat.Kizier at CBH.com. This is Christian again. I hope you enjoyed this episode and look forward to our next one. Don't forget to subscribe.